switched on on F104 and Broken Talkers Manifest explores young men's lived experiences growing up in Ireland. I'm now joined by director Gary Keegan. Hello, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Good. So this was developed out of the What Does He Need project. Tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, the What Does He Need project is a project that um, uh, Broken Talkers have been involved in for the past four years. So Mm -hmm. it was a long-term arts and youth work project involving... Broken Talkers, theatre mm-hmm. company um, Fiona Whelan, uh, artist and writer, and a Rialto Youth Project, which is, as the name suggests, a youth project from mm-hmm. Rialto in Dublin 8. And the project broadly is um, exploring the ways in which men and boys are shaped by and influence the world they live in. Mm-hmm. So the project itself has a number of different strands, including... Um, a workshop for adults, um, a children and young persons um, project, um, and an audio piece, a public poster project. So um, every six months or so, we tend to launch a new phase of the project. And Manifest is the latest one of these. And it is, a, as you said, it's a theatre production that premieres um, this week in Dublin. Yeah, so it's happening from the 23rd of February to the 4th of March in the Project yeah. Arts Centre. Mm-hmm. How did it go from that initial project to where it is now with Manifest? Sure, yeah. So I suppose the, one, of the, one of the great things about having had so much engagement with, um, with participants, with men and with young men um, over the last number of years is that we, we gathered a bit. It, it ended up being like a, quite an extensive research project. So we were reading a lot. We were talking a lot to people. We were gathering information and insights and ideas, I suppose, all the, long away, all, all the way along. And I suppose for Phelan and myself, as the, you know, on the broken talker side of it, we, we kind of felt that um, the, the, the script and the insights were so rich and um, we really felt like it would be good for us to put our particular kind of skill set to use in terms of framing it within a theatrical context and presenting it to an audience. So I suppose just the timing felt right. It felt like we had enough research done. Um, and yeah, so we decided to take take all of the research and, and put it into a put it into a script, yeah. With the research, what did you find? Well, I suppose just that the the, the, the set, <laughs> there's so many a lot of contradictions, I mm. suppose, would be the would be the the best answer I could I could give you the most honest answer is that that central question, what does he need? Um, depending on who you ask, you get a slightly different uh, set of answers. So we have scenarios within the workshop, for example, where the fictional boy that we introduce, that the the participants have to, they have to kind of discuss certain dilemmas or scenarios that come up for the boy. So for example, there's a piece around violence and schoolyard bullying um, and the, the the question, I suppose, is whether the boy in that instance should fight or should find a different way um, out by either telling a teacher or, you know, an adult or something like that. And that would usually split the group quite sort of evenly on one side or the other, where you would have people saying, well, you know, if he doesn't fight now, he's going to be leaving himself wide open for years of, you know, kind of being bullied, etc. Um, then on the other side, you would have people saying, well, he needs to tell somebody he needs to avoid 
avoid violence at all costs because that might you know that might end up kind of leading him down a certain path so um i think what we learned is that there's no there's no one answer to a lot mm. of these um a lot of these dilemmas you know facing facing young men and the young men themselves would would say back to us is that like probably the adults the grown-ups probably need to um you know what we heard from the young people is, is kind of let them figure it out themselves, you know, a lot of these things. So we need to kind of take that into consideration as well. So there is a certain problem, I suppose, about a, uh, two middle-aged men uh, kind of, you know, presenting a set of definite answers as to what young people should be doing. We're certainly not about that. I suppose we're about, the piece itself really is about kind of opening up a, a dialogue and a conversation for the audience to allow them to perhaps go home or go, t- you know, to take the show with them home and, and sort of maybe begin a conversation or begin to look at, you know, particularly for the men in the audience, how they behave, you know, um, h- how they are role models for uh, for younger men or for, for boys in terms of, you know, uh, their behaviour, you know, what, what they're transmitting out into the world in terms of, you know, certainly when it comes to questions of misogyny or attitudes toward women that we, we really try to highlight the fact that young men obviously look to older men for cues, for prompts as to how to be. So as older, you know, more, you know, middle-aged or older men, like we are being watched in a way. Um, so we need to, we, I suppose for older men, we need to be very aware of the influence that we have. So influence is a huge part of it as well. Absolutely. And as you said already, there probably isn't kind of one single answer to any of it. But what is the current state of masculinity in Ireland? Have we gotten better? I think we... Uh, I think I think the 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 conversation is certainly um, much much more robust. I, I would find than it was possibly when I was, you know, a teenager or in my twenties, when we were all. I suppose the metaphor I would use is that we were all just being kind of swept along, you know, with it with a kind of prevailing tide of, you know, influence and attitude, and nobody questioned it. I suppose there was a lot of kind of blind following of what the what the older kids were doing or the or the older men were doing i think the work that we're doing in schools now um, and the encounters that we're having with young men and even i suppose even children you know um i did a, a project myself in a primary school with with a group of second class boys and you know what i found is that you know in fairness the teachers were you know had been doing a huge amount of work around around these questions to do with, you know, to do with violence, to do with, you know, um, you know, misogynistic kind of language and stuff like that. And, and you know, so the, the boys were, all, were already quite, quite well equipped and quite clued in to these kind of questions in a way that I suppose maybe 30 or 40 years ago when I was that age, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, I, I probably wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had, um, I suppose that good influence so you know so directly certainly I did at home but I suppose in school and in those contexts I would I wouldn't have you know and uh, you know the work that Rialto are doing as well the Rialto Youth Project and the great work that they're doing there around you know working with men and, and met young men and boys as well um, really you know creating that sort of space for them to sort of talk and not 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 be lectured I suppose but really to sort of explore these things for themselves so um, but then I suppose on the other side of it then you do have um, I suppose you do have this really 
prevalent influence, which is the online influence that I think we're all kind of scrambling to to, to understand and to to deal with as well, because that's something that you know through certain influencers online that that it is almost like something that's happening kind of in the shadows, like it's happen- like it's it's an interface between a young man and and their phone. It's kind of they're holding it in their hand in their private space, whether it's the bedroom, or whatever. And we've a lot less control over those interactions. So that's I suppose we're we're kind of talking a little bit about that in the show as well. That you know how do how do the men, how do the real life are supposed to the, the men who are in the lives of these other younger men how do they sort of act as a sort of counterpoint to the influence that they're receiving from I suppose suppose more more nefarious sources let's just say online through YouTube or whatever it might be yeah because there's so much information out there now it's I suppose filtering out the the good from the bad and, and accepting mm. the good yeah there's a lot there's a lot there for people to try and filter there through. is yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and as I said as I said at the beginning I suppose we're we're certainly not putting forward any solutions um that's that's not our job I suppose our job is to really kind of stir it up if anything get a conversation going yeah Yeah. stir up the conversation yeah absolutely so Manifest is in the Product Arts Centre from the 23rd of February to the 4th of March how can people find out more information about it? yeah um, projectartscentre.ie or um, brokentalkers.ie you'd be able to find out um, more information about times and booking tickets etc so I know it is sold out for this week, but I believe there are a small amount of tickets available for next week. Excellent. Gary Keegan, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thanks a million. Bye-bye.